This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Metalpod! Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Welcome to the year-end holiday Metal Pod episode, last one of the year uh, before New Year's Eve. Um, well, I guess after New Year's Eve and New Year's. Uh, the holidays means gift wrapping, Spotify wrapped, we'll be talking about that, and we'll also be talking about the gifts that we wrapped and exchanged. That we're about to open. Right that now. we're about to open right now. Go yeah. first. Me go first? Yeah. Well, look at the look at the front first. All right. Let me, so I wrote let your me, name on it. Let me grab it here real quick. Merry Christmas, Brendan. Turn it over. Time for cake and sodomy, you sweet little Santa fuck. <laughs> okay. All right. Cake and sodomy. Good old Marilyn Manson. Let's see what we got here. Oh, my. It's fine. It's a book of some kind. Let's see what it is. Um, of oh, some kind. Oh, I opened the back end, so I still don't know what it is yet. Getting there. Gotta use teeth. Oh, hell yeah. It's Corey Taylor's book. It is Corey Taylor's book. I think that's his newest one, but it's a few years old. Right. I, I know he's like a, like a legitimate author. He's wrote multiple. Multiple books, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and I know you only read books about metal, so right. I figured that you would that you would, might appreciate that one. I do appreciate this very much. Thank you, kind You're sir. You're welcome. Have you read any of his books? I have not. Really? But, yeah, really. Maybe you will now. Yeah, I mean, this one, I think, is about, like, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, which is pretty sweet. I read it. It's pretty weird. It's pretty hard it? to follow. Yeah. It's hard to follow. Is it good, a, though? A little bit. Yeah, I didn't like it, but maybe you will. I also read <laughs> it when right. I was, like, 16, so. Okay. Fair enough. It's well, called America 51. Yeah, look, look at the cover. There's, like, right. Richard Nixon on there. Right. There's, like, aliens and weird shit on there. Uncle Sam's Statue of Liberty. A probe into the realities that are hiding inside the greatest country in the world. All right. Well, this is the next book I'm going to read. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Your turn. All right. It's in a the the gift that Brendan has gifted me has a flat. It's in a flat black and circular bag. I suspected it was a shirt, and it is, and it says Michigan on it in the Metallica font. Yeah. Because I know you don't have a, a lot of shirts, metal I, shirts. I had a Metallica shirt, but I don't know where it went. And it was twenty dollars, so thank you, Brendan. I appreciate. Oh, that. if the pr- I'm sorry, I meant to take. There's nothing price. wrong with that. I was, right, <laughs> I was just being funny. Um, it's a it size is. small. If you didn't notice, it's all they had. Oh, but really? I I saw you <laughs> rocking the jackal shirt, which was sm- too small for you. So I figured, what the hell? It'll work out. It'll work. Yeah, appreciate it. Of course. Um, and for those who don't know, flat black and circular is the local record store here in East Lansing. And they have a sweet metal collection. They do, which most record shops conveniently leave out or forget about right it's sick as fuck it is and they have a lot of metal uh, cassette tapes and, you, and uh, in case you guys didn't know i love cassettes my favorite like format to listen to music in um it's your favorite my favorite i know you liked them but i didn't know it was your favorite yeah, it's my favorite that's sweet yeah. um so they, and they have a sweet cassette collection so i was gonna get you one but i was like you know he doesn't he has cassettes he doesn't have doesn't have a lot of shirts so and, and i saw it i was like that's absolutely perfect so yeah it's great um and when i was in there like you said they have a sweet metal collection cds cassettes vinyl all of it but yeah as i was checking out 
I asked the guy, I was like, are any of these posters on the wall for sale? Because there was a poster for a Slayer concert hmm. way back in the day with Motorhead and, God damn it, who was the other one? It was a good one. And Motorhead was opening for Slayer, hmm. which is sweet. And, yeah. and the tagline was like, the heaviest show that West Michigan will ever see. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> well, then they came back with Lamb of God and Testament, and then that became the heaviest show that West Michigan ever saw. Maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to... Who was the fucking... It was Slayer Motorhead something. Uh, it's pissing me off that I'm <laughs> not remembering, but what the hell? It's You, you get the gist. It was yeah, sick. I gotcha. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of shirts, uh, not the one that Brendan gifted me, but my battle jacket flannel... Uh, we're slowly moving through these patches, guys. I'm running out of patches. Um, the one that I would like to present today is a Rob Zombie patch. Very nice. Uh, and one time I was at this lady's house, and I was doing um, some work for her and her husband, uh, video work. And she goes, um, hey, you got a little Rastafarian on your shirt. Did I tell you that already? No, you didn't. What? Because he has big dreads. <laughs> Rastafarian. Oh, because Rastafarians have big dreads. <laughs> right, right. And I don't know. It, it was just funny. That she, is she, funny. She laughed. Um, yeah, what do you got on? That's classic Hellbilly Deluxe. Right yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm wearing my High on Fire shirt uh, to, you know, honor Riley Gale, actually, because, I mean, even though he wasn't in this band, this is the shirt I got at the last time I ever saw Power Trip. Right. Power Trip opened for High on Fire. Um, and I think I've told you this, but I was like, I want to get a Power Trip shirt when they headline, which they weren't. High on Fire was, so I got High on Fire instead, because I'm also a huge fan of theirs, but... Mm. Yeah, this this shirt's got some uh, some special substance to it now, being Riley Gale's last time I saw him. So right. always rest in peace, Riley Gale. Yep, and it's a long sleeve, which is, is sweet. It is. It's one of my favorites now because of that. So dope. Yeah. All right, uh, no metal news uh, this week. It'll be strictly a recap, uh, look back on 2020. Right, big um, big year in review episode. Big year in review. We'll probably be looking at uh, you know obviously our albums of the year. We'll probably talk about past episodes yeah uh, maybe a little bit if you want to yeah just no metal news because the whole episode's about 2020 so right you know not gonna force feed it um, um yeah how do you want to kick it off well speaking of the the wrapped um you know we we wrapped some presents for each other so i guess that's a good segue into our spotify wrapped so we you and i are both spotify listeners over apple music um Sorry to our Apple Music listeners out there, <laughs> but Spotify is the way to go because they do this rap thing, which yeah. I think is pretty sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what'd you, who'd you have this year? So, my genres. Uh-huh. I want to do genres first. So, okay. my number one genre was rap. Rap? Yeah. That's what it said? Rap? Yeah. Two is alt metal. Mm-hmm. Three is pop. Four is rock. And five is black metal. That is so weird. I think their <laughs> algorithm is like weird. No, it's so weird. Like it's... the way, the way that they categorize certain artists like is weird. Yeah, and like when you watch the rap video, it tells you like how many new genres you listen to or whatever. Yeah, it's like two thousand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I had I don't even know how many I my I had like an uh, and it's an obscene number. Yeah, the the reason I asked if yours said rap because my fourth most listened to genre was hip hop. Which I don't know. I didn't even have hip hop on there. Yeah, I don't know how they distinguish from rap and hip hop. Right. Whatever. Uh, my my top genres though. Number one was rock because I mean that's just pretty broad, I guess. Umbrella can, category. Yeah. Um. Number two, alternative metal, like you. Hmm. Number three, metalcore. I'm thinking 
Yeah, don't give me that look. Probably because of, of Code Orange. Um, I listen. Oh, to really? Yeah. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the Sleeping with Sirens playlist that you made. Listen what? to all the time. The fuck. Yeah, the Sleeping in Sirens playlist that I made. The Pierce that the Veil. Exist. The Pierce the Veil. Fuck that, that little binge you went on that whole month. I hate you. <laughs> fuck them. I do not listen to those bands. All right. Uh, my my fifth most listened to genre though was dark trap. Dark trap. So like. I'm I'm assuming that's for me listening to like Suicide Boys was, and yeah. Ghostman people like that. I weird dude. Yeah, Spotify's weird like that. So, I don't know. Um, wow. an- another way they're weird though. Uh, like I don't know how they qualified my top 100 most listened to songs or whatever because my my number one song of the year was "Here to Stay" by Corn, and it tells oh. it tells you how many times you listen to it. And it was four, and that was my most listened to song. It's not possible, right? I mean, because if you listen to one song more than four times this whole year, it would be number one. Yeah. So I don't. I I do a good job of not listening to the same songs over and over again. So I get that it only had four. Right. But I'm thinking for the rest of the list, how did they even do that? Right. But yeah, to round out my top five, here to stay by Corn. Number one, number two was Concrete by Poppy. And you are a huge Poppy fan. <laughs> I not really. Apparently. I mean, I, I like her her new album because it's metal, obviously. Yeah, and it makes sense. That those two are the top two because those were the only two concerts I saw in 2020. Hmm. So I both listened to those artists a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. Keep going down the line though. The rest in my top five are Lamb of God, actually, because oh, wow. I listened to the shit out of the new album. Right. As I'm sure you probably did too. Yeah. Uh, number three, Memento Mori. Great song. Yeah, great song. Wake up, wake up. Exactly. Uh, Resurrection Man, number four. Yeah. I keep telling you how much I love that song. That's, yeah. That's, in my opinion, the best song of the year. Hmm. Um, and then number five was Poison Dream, mm. which is featuring Jamie Josta from Hate Oh, Dream. yeah, yeah. Right. Probably my least favorite on the album, to be honest, so I don't know why I didn't it's, like it too much either. Yeah, I don't know why it's in my top five, but whatever. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. You had three from Lamb of God, right? Three? I li- yeah, I listened to that album at least I, now I listen to it four times this year. So okay. It, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, good amount. Good amount. Yeah. Great album. Yeah. All right, we'll do my top five songs. Number one was Wicked Games by The Weeknd. Okay. You know that one? Yeah. It's about cheating on your girlfriend and having a one-night stand with someone else and being high on drugs. Excellent. It's very good. So is that the song that they're playing the shit out of recently, or is that no, Blinding Lights? No, this is an old song. Blinding Lights is the one that they're playing now. Okay. This song is old. Okay. Probably from 2012. Is it on, oh, that, oh, old. One of old, his first, then. it's off his first project. Okay. Uh, number two is The Motherload nice. by Mastodon. Very nice. Uh, I can't say enough good things. I listened to this song so much that I don't like it. Any, I Obviously, I still like it, but it's like, I've listened to it to the point where I've spoiled it for myself. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, number three is The Devil is Calling by Gorgoroth, which nice. was my song wreck. Halloween. For the Halloween episode. Yeah. Sick uh, as fuck. Great song. <laughs> Number four is Tourniquet by Marilyn Manson. Okay. The premiere breakup song yeah. for George. Um, Painful. It, it hurts when it, you listen to that song. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the video's dope, too. Yeah, it is. Um, Number five is Nonstop by Drake. I don't know why. I hate you. I hate you, too. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many minutes did you listen? Do you have that? Uh, Yeah, I listened to 17,000 something. I had 39,000. Yeah, people, I feel like that's off too because it 
because when I talk to everyone I talk to about Spotify rap, they're because they know me as like the metal guy. I listen to music a lot, obviously, but like my thing is I don't listen to it when I sleep, when I study, when I work out, hmm. uh, anything of that nature. Like I, when I listen to music, I pretty much I'm either driving or I'm just listening to music. You yeah, know? Like, right, right. But not when you're working out. No. Oh, interesting. I, you, I, I you don't listen to, to anything? No. I, I used to just... I always had the earbuds falling out, so it kind of ruined oh. the the vibe. Or I would get too pissed because the metal made me, like, so angry, you know? And I was just like... Well, that's why you have it when you work out, so you can go... I know. but And then and then I'd, I'd want to, like, bench to the rhythm of the song, if that makes sense. Oh. Which is not ideal at all. Yeah. Which you can't, you should not do. I don't condone Interesting. that. Interesting. You should, you should put out some Mozart when you play next time. Maybe it'll, it'll calm you. Yeah, that's that might be a good move actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess my top artists are number one is Marilyn Manson, of course. Yeah. This 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 list actually kind of surprised me a little bit. Okay. Number two is not, is Nine Inch Nails. Uh huh. Three Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Four Drake and five Eminem. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that so odd? Yeah, it's odd that you like Drake that much. I really he fucking sucks. No, he doesn't. I really don't like Drake that much, but he's just sneak. He just snuck up on my. Yeah, that's weird. He just snuck up on me this year, I guess. All all the rest of those make perfect sense for you. Like I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, by the rest, yeah. But Drake, that's so random. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, mine were. Oh, actually, before I I go into mine, does it? Do you remember what your top song from your top artist was? Like from your, uh. Would it be Tourniquet? Tourniquet, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Because um, my top artist, the top song by my top artist was not in my top five songs. Okay. Somehow. Um, okay. But yeah, my top artist was Judas Priest. Okay. Um, Because their, their concert got canceled, obviously, so I was like, I still need to listen to them because I, I was just craving it. They're one of those bands that I can't get enough of, and they've mm-hmm. got a really big discography. So, right. So I listened to all of it. Uh, the top song from them was Love Bites. Uh classic 1984 defenders of the faith Judas priest in their prime kind of song um Mm. i'm not surprised by my top five at all um number two was rush okay because neil pert died uh in january oh right 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 yeah yeah so i listened to them literally my the whole month of february was nothing but rush nothing but rush yeah um number three corn um number four megadeth Hmm. number five deftones Oh, because they had their uh, ohms came out, right? Did you listen to that a lot? I listened to ohms a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and obviously that was another canceled concert, so I wanted to listen to them. Megadeth, obviously, another one uh, with a big discography. Yep. Huge discography. And then Korn, because that was the last me- like real metal show I saw before the pandemic hit. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, did Who's you... your... What's up? Your top artist was Judas. Yeah. How how uh, what percentage were you in of listeners? Do you have that screenshot? Top point five. Same. For, For Maryland. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Metal metalheads are dedicated. Bro. <laughs> we know what's up. We got to defend our, our spot. Yeah. Did did you um when you looked at your wrapped video, did it say like my example is "Point the Finger" by Body Count? I listened to that song before it got popular. Like, do you oh. remember that statistic? Yeah, mine was for a friend though, like a local. Oh, artist okay. cool so it wasn't like uh who was that again is it the the guy that you do videos for uh kid icarus yeah. kid icarus yeah he's the guy that i made a music video for shout out to him i also did a couple photo shoots for him too sweet um 
Yeah. He'll probably never ever hear this, but hey, that's all right. Yeah. Still gotta shout him out. People yep. people out there listening, go For listen sure. to Kid Icarus. Um <laughs> what was your top listen to decade? I don't know if I had that stat. Decade? Yeah. Oh, like era of music? Yeah, well, I can like, go on my Spotify right now. Mine I was the 2000s. I, I mean, if you don't want to, it's no big deal. But I didn't see that stat. No, I want, now I'm curious. Yeah. Because uh, I was surprised it was the 2000s, but I mean, at the same time, I'm not because Korn was up there, Deftones was up there. Hmm. Where? What? Uh, do you remember where it was in? Uh, kind of in the middle, I think. Top decade. Yeah, and it's genre lust. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they, they Spotify does some weird stuff, but this it's always a highlight of the year getting your Spotify wrapped. It's just yeah, it's just cool. It is, and then it's always fun to go back and listen to your top one hundred songs of the year. So. Right. Okay. Uh, I got it right here. I'm gonna guess nineties. It's it's making me guess. It made me guess as well. Nineties. Nineties. Nineties is my favorite era of music too. So it make, that makes so much sense to me. I'd probably agree. Um, yeah, nine everything. People shit on the 90s in terms of metal, like, because yeah, it's like, oh, the 80s are the glory days, the 90s were a dark time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's why it's awesome. I mean, Nine Inch Nails, yeah. like, the shit that Nine Inch Nails dropped in the 90s is still, still sounds more progressive to me than the shit that's dropping in 2020. I agree, like, 100%. The Downward Spiral is insane. Yeah. Like, so, so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you had Marilyn Manson, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. Pantera, yeah. Pantera. The list goes on. It's, um, yeah, it's like... And that's good the, stuff. It's 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 like probably the angriest, yeah, like genre to do it first. It was a great middle ground between the the heyday of the '80s and like when it kind of went to shit in the 2000s. You know, like yeah, not went to shit, but it's it's not. And as you had good. black metal too. People were pissed yeah. off in the '90s yeah, for some that's reason. Why 2K man? Yeah, they were afraid. And and like yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Slipknot drops Slipknot. In 99. 99, yeah. So right was, at the tail end. It was a weird, weird time. Yeah. But that's the cool thing about metal is like your your top decade was the 90s, mine was the 2000s. Like a band like Priest, for example, they start in the 70s, continue to make great shit in every decade. Mm. And that's the cool thing about metal. Like, Didn't it, they just it, release an album last uh, year? It or? came out, Judas Priest, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Firepower was their last one with Evil Never Dies, the song yeah. you like. That came out in 18. 20, okay, 2018. That's and it's was. one of the best metal albums I've ever heard. So, I mean, mm. that's, that just shows how good of a band they are and so many others, of course. So, yep. Yeah, Spotify wrapped. Good job. Thanks, Spotify. Yeah, of course. Um, 2020. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Well, a couple people died. A lot of people died. A lot of people died. You want to you wanna do the In Memoriam first? Sure. Just to get, let's, yeah, let's talk about the bad shit and then move into the good stuff, you know? Just get it out of the way because, you know. Uh, so, yeah, in memoriam, Neil Pert, of course, was the first one in January, the drummer of Rush. My favorite band growing up, my favorite drummer of all time, probably. Um, trying to get you into them more, of course. I, yeah. I told you to listen to Xanadu. Which I is think. great. You liked it? I liked it. Good. Yeah, they're, that, that era of Rush is their heaviest, so okay. their 70s stuff is really heavy. Um, and they kind of turned into a synth-pop band in the 80s, which is weird, but still really good. I like for, synth. Yeah. Some synth music. That's cool. I and like it. Another one of those bands who their last album came out in 2012, and that was like a, a classic album. So, mm. uh, yeah. Um, Ennio Morricone, rest in peace, uh, the the film composer mm. who made this the, the scores to so many classic movies like 
the good, the bad, and the ugly is probably the, mm. the best example. Um, won an Oscar for The Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Um, and Metallica always walks walks out on stage to The Ecstasy of Gold, which is from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's so sick. Sweet. It's, it's just a great way to, to walk on stage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ennio, the, the Italian, he... He was more metal than, than people realize, I think. Um, so, yeah. Um, Martin Birch. Uh, we, we, we did a bit of an in-memoriam on our pilot episode. Okay. But I wanted to include a, a couple more people just because, you know, they're, they're, they're gone now. So we kind of have to talk about their legacy and whatnot, just right. kind of honor them. And apologies for all the people I'm probably leaving off of this list, but there was so many, obviously right. I'm just talking about some of the bigger ones here and some, and the ones that we talked about on the, on the pod specifically. Right. Cause um, you know, obviously you can't, you can't hit everyone. Yeah. There's so many. Um, Martin Birch was a producer probably regarded as one of, if not the best metal producer hmm. ever. Uh, he produced albums by, or some classic, like some of the all-time greatest metal albums by like Black Sabbath, hmm. uh, Deep Purple, Rainbow, who are the other ones, uh, White Snake, Iron hmm. Maiden, list goes on. He he was just gotta give him credit because he produced some of the best albums ever. So, Rip. Um, Pete Way was the bass player for UFO and Fast Way. Uh, I don't know if you know either of those bands, but I've never heard of them. Okay, UFO was one of those, uh, like we were talking about with Trent with with Scorpions, one of those '70s early metal bands, pretty heavy for their time. Uh, went on to form Fastway with uh, Fast Eddie Clark, who's the guitarist for Motorhead, uh, like an OG '80s supergroup, like a couple hit wonder, but mm. some great songs. Um, so yeah, Pete Way. Riley Gale, of course, uh, still upset about that one. Yeah, still in shock, honestly. Yeah, he was only 34 years old. Um, Power Trip was really on the come up. Yeah, it just sucks when someone in their prime like that dies before they can... I mean, the stuff they put out was killer, of course. But yeah, yeah. Who's to say those were their best albums, you know? Right. Like, it... it could not have even been released yet kind of thing right uh so yeah that sucks but rest in peace riley of course um lee kerslaki i think is how you say his name he was uh ozzy osbourne's original drummer hmm. and the only reason i bring that up is because uh this was almost my trivia question for trent um because ozzy when he left black sabbath it wasn't supposed to be called ozzy osbourne as okay. a solo artist it was supposed to be called blizzard of oz which okay. is what they called the first album. Right. And Lee Lee was the original drummer for that band. So okay. got to give him credit because, I mean, you're, you're the drummer in a solo artist band. So that's one reason you're going to get not recognized as much. Right, and right. Randy Rhodes, one of the best guitarists ever, you know, being in that band as well. So, right. Yeah. Um, and then the most recent big one is Eddie Van Halen, of course. One of the best guitar players of all time, regardless of genre. Mm. Um, pissed I never got to saw him live, see him live, but uh, it is what it is. His music lives on. So, yep. Yeah, rest in peace, all those guys, and all the many others that we did not mention. Was Chris 2019? Chris Cornell, 17. God damn. Yeah. 
Time flies, right? It does indeed. All right. Well, that's all the sad shit. What else? Yeah. Uh, not not so much sad. Just just sucks. But the the cons of COVID and how yeah. it affected. What a terrible end to this year. Because it's. I mean, I guess sometimes when I think of years, I think of like uh, I, I, I think in terms of academically. So uh-huh. like fall to spring. But I guess twenty twenty. Yeah, the whole year was just terrible. Yeah. I mean, it started off fine, I guess. No, it it didn't, actually. (laughs) January? Yeah, because, I mean, Neil Peart died the first week of January. Okay. So it just started off terrible. Kobe died in January. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no, everything was bad. No, like, that, those two things suck, of course. But I I would take those over and over again. If COVID didn't happen, you know, like, I can't believe Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. I know, and it, his daughter. It sucks, man. It really, wow, really sucks. Um, but yeah, it just got so, so much, much worse from there. Infinitely worse. Yeah, like worse now than it was. Yeah, and it's supposed to be better. Right. I mean, spring break was the last hurrah. That was the last time things were normal. Yeah. Yeah. And right. And immediately when we get back from spring break, shit hits the fan. Um, yeah. I guess the the biggest con of COVID in terms of metal canceled canceled concerts, of course, so many mm-hmm. that that we wanted to see. Um, yeah, this, saved us saved us some cash probably, but oh yeah, that's the only upside. Yeah, it has severely severely depressed us. Yeah, it sucks. This is definitely the longest span in my lifetime without going to a concert, and my mental health is deteriorating slowly <laughs> because of it. So. Um, other than that, though, <laughs> album delays—that's always a good time. Yeah, um, that's not so bad because we still we're yeah. still getting albums left they, and right. They, yes, that is true. They they still came out. Uh, the prime example, Lamb of Gods, was supposed to come out the first week of May. Didn't come out until mid June. Uh, I was super pissed about it at the time, but it was definitely worth the wait. Of course, yeah, um, almost made it better in a way. So, um, and then industry layoffs. I mean, people are getting losing their jobs because of this. Um, right regardless of industry but i mean the the music industry of course because no no venues are open right and whatnot um so yeah hopefully 21 is better probably uh, not hopefully it, but it'll be better it's just it's eh. a matter of what concerts are going to be back somewhere at the at the absolute earliest which is that's not gonna happen i'm it's wishful thinking at this point optimistic thinking you know um We'll see. Yeah, we will see. There, there actually were some pros of COVID, though. Believe it or not, um, I guess live streams were, you know. Yeah. It's. I'm like, but the thing is, neither of us have gone to like collectively more than one. A you live went stream? to one live stream concert, right? Yeah, one. And, it was and I went to Code zero Orange because Code Orange set the bar so high. I was like, nothing's going to top this. Yeah. Except for Code Orange's second one that they did. Which I didn't watch because I think you had to pay for it at that time. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm assuming, I don't know if they did, but they might have posted the video on their YouTube or something. I don't know. Mm. So between between Brendan and I, we have seen 0.5 live stream concerts. <laughs> right. So that, that should tell you that that should tell you like how much interest we have in not being there and seeing the real thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, this this is probably the most over overused expression of this year, but it is what it is. It, hey, there's another good one. Radiohead's been dropping stuff on their YouTube channel. Radiohead? Yeah, Radiohead. They've been dropping their, they're called Basement Sessions. Okay. And they're basically like the Basement of Impact, but okay. them performing like all of the King of Limbs live. Okay. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's, Check it out. that is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool to see artists still 
getting together and performing, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about last episode, uh, the Allison Chains tribute show that so many artists did. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the, was it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tribute? What was it? No, that was Nine Inch Nails. That was the Hall of Fame. Uh, Allison Chains was uh, the Seattle Museum of Pop Culture. That's it. They, they got like a Lifetime Achievement Award, as they definitely should. Yeah, um, very cool. I don't know if they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they definitely deserve to be. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you're listening. I'll say it until the day I die. <laughs> um, there's so many good artists that aren't in there, so get your shit together. Um, anyways, yeah, live streams, like it is, like I said, is what it is. Artists are still make, making it work, trying to make the fans happy. Yeah. Um, and there was definitely no shortage of them, because there was there was a lot, just it's not the same. Yeah, That's all agreed. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, we talked about how Ticketmaster is supposedly going to require a negative test and a vaccination to see concerts again. So Probably fine, right? I'm fine yeah. with that. Like we, we, like, we discussed that. We're fine with that. I'm very fine with that. Because that guarantees that everyone that goes in does not have COVID. Exactly. So it's making concerts safer for the future. Which And they're probably, even then, it'll be probably a quarter capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to pack the house like they normally would. Or, or it'll be like venues that uh, have seating. Yeah. We'll only do seating, no pit at all, even if they have a pit. I didn't even think about that. You know what I'm saying, that just, that just depresses me even more. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, as, I just want Rage. I want that show. If there's one yeah. show that I missed that I want and will absolutely go to is Rage. It's up there for sure. Yeah. They might never tour again in protest of touring. No, they, they will. Dude, because they're... It's not, the, it's not their fault that the pandemic happened, obviously. That's true. That's true. They're... Why would they tease us like that? I don't know. That would be a big dick move, which I don't expect <laughs> them doing. So, that's the yeah. That was my most anticipated. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and as much as we we dislike Zoom, I mean it's not ideal, but it's it's keeping people in touch. Pretty impressive what Zoom is doing, honestly. Yeah, I mean, uh, metal journalism, for lack of a better term, is they're still able to conduct interviews with artists through Zoom, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Creating creating content for fans, uh, so yeah, it's it's not ideal. But then again, this year isn't. So yeah, um, I guess we can kind of get into the the topics at hand, the the bigger, not bigger, but cooler stuff that happened in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, this the the downtime from COVID. Another pro like artists like Metallica have been writing new music, which typically. They wouldn't have the time to do because they're a big touring band, of course. Right. Slipknot being another one. Yep. Probably a lot, many others that I'm forgetting at the moment. But new new Metallica music being written, like I'm down for that. Yeah. So, and Slipknot as well. Yeah. Um, also, Soundgarden is. I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, Kim and Matt from Soundgarden, the guitar player, the guitarist and drummer from Soundgarden, they have kind of started to move on from Chris which is honestly kind of nice to see mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just those two members it's not like the full Soundgarden of course but they okay they uh, collaborated with do you know of a band called The Pretty Reckless yes Taylor Momsen Cindy from, Lou Who Cindy Lou Who from How the Grinch Stole Christmas featuring yep. Jim Carrey I, I, I actually am a moderate Pretty reckless fan. Yeah. She I, hangs out with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, she's dope. Heavy black eyeliner. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Indeed. And, yeah, 
Who who would who would have thought little Cindy Lou Who would grow up to be? So so she's collaborating with Kim and Matt. Yeah, they they joined the Pretty Reckless to work on the new song in Seattle. Oh. Um, because uh, the new Pretty Reckless song. No, I think it's like just a joint effort. I don't know. Okay, okay. I don't know much about it other okay. than the fact that they were working on something. Um, gotcha. But yeah, the Pretty Reckless is the band who opened for Soundgarden on their last tour. Mm. They were there the night he died. Yeah. As wow. was I, as you know, um, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's just cool to see that they're kind of doing something, you know, instead of just mourning. Right. So that's kind of nice. Um, fuck the Grammys, but Tool won, won one. Um, Congratulations, Tool. Yeah, for Tempest, <laughs> which is well-deserved. That, yeah. that song is fucking sick. Um, as we've talked about, you're, you weren't a huge fan of Fear Inoculum, the album correct i actually i like it i listened to it again and i like it now my barber had it on uh while he was cutting my hair and i was like yeah no this way. Is pretty good. yeah that's sick it's good yeah i i hated it the first time i listened to it but it's, <laughs> you like it now it's it's slowly growing on me tempest is definitely the best song typical tool isn't it it's like they sometimes they have like the little bongos and they have like the, yeah. the trippy bass and then it all builds up and then they have the guitar come in and it was more Ten Thousand days tool than like i like undertow Tool. I like Undertow as well. Yeah. I mean, I like them all, but this one's definitely my least favorite. But Tempest, mm. I liked immediately. It's the heaviest song on the album. Mm. So it won a Grammy. Um, speaking of Grammys, as we talked about, uh, the nominees for this year, the the ceremony will be next year. But the music that came out this year in terms of metal was Bum Rush by Body Count, Underneath by Code Orange, The In Between by In This Moment. Mm. Uh, Blood Money by Poppy and Executioner's Tax Swing of the Axe by Power Trip. Right. A live version of that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, fuck the Grammys, but 2011, <laughs> uh, at least there is a metal category. I there guess that's, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Could be worse. Yeah. Um, Dave Mustaine beat cancer. That's yeah, pretty, yeah, I heard about that. It's pretty fucking awesome. Sweet. Yeah. I wonder if he casted a spell to <laughs> black magic the cancer away. Five magics. <laughs> Give me wizardry. Yeah. Give me sorcery. Yeah. Um, not going to get into that. But <laughs> when we were in London, you and I, I think I told you, uh, that's when that's when we found out we were, I vividly remember we were, we were walking down the street somewhere, probably going to the tube or some shit. Um, <laughs> and, and I got a notification, Dave Mustaine diagnosed with, I think it was throat cancer. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Which is not, not ideal for a singer. Obviously, um, that's probably the worst cancer a singer could have. Yeah. But he beat it, and he nice. actually announced on stage in London in January that he beat it. Oh. So kind of full circle with us Sweet. right there. Um, yeah, uh, the last time, or the, have I seen Megadeth more than once? I think the only time I've seen Megadeth was at Chicago Open Air 2017. Okay. That was a good one. Um, I thought they sounded great. Yeah. Uh, Dave was being Dave. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Very himself. Very himself. Very, very Megadeth. I'm, I'm hoping, not hoping, this is maybe a, a dick thing to say, but like, the, I'm sure he had some kind of surgery on his throat. Yeah. I feel like, what is the lasting impact of that surgery on his voice? Hopefully you know? it makes it better. Like, I, I love it as is. Like, many, a lot of people... I dislike it. You don't like his voice? No. I love that snarling attitude. It's... Yeah, but sometimes it sounds weird. It does. But that's why I like it, because no one else sounds like him. That's true. And he's fucking sweet. So Take a mortal man. Yeah. 
It's ah man, it's so dope. I love Dave. So you like his vocals? I love them. Yeah. Okay, so okay, that I, that I guess that's what uh, differentiates like Megadeth fans because I dislike the vocals, but I love the music. I, I mean, I'll take the music over the vocals anytime. Right. But, but if you love the vocals too, then that'll just make you that much more yeah, of a Megadeth fan. Exactly. Um, yeah. Lo- love Dave. Glad, glad to see that. Um, mm. Moving on though. Uh, rock and metal. Or how, how should I word this? Let me just put it this way. Pop went metal this year in many ways. Um, Shit. That, that was pretty metal as well. <laughs> um, like Machine Gun Kelly... Miley Cyrus. Okay, that's a pop punk album. Fuck that album and fuck Machine Gun Kelly. I agree, but he's a rapper, a mainstream rapper who's going rock, which is kind of cool to see. Pop punk. Yeah. Okay. Fair he's enough. He's going punk. Yeah. Basically, what you said. I, I didn't. Said. I didn't listen to the album because I hate Machine Gun Kelly. I love. You hate him too. I love the dirt Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> but Why do you hate Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper? Because I'm an Eminem fan. Same. And they have a feud. Yeah. And. Machine and, Kelly's a little bitch, and he looks like a like the biggest douche imaginable. But I like I like him as a person. Like we were talking about Eric Andre. Like I he was on an Eric Andre episode. He's he's a funny guy. Like and and the I dirt. Mean, yeah, sure. I don't like his music, okay. but it's good. See, to see, I guess I'd be the I I don't like him as a person. His music is fine. Not the pop punk album. I didn't. I haven't listened to that. The other shit is. I just don't like him overall, actually. I don't like his right. music or him. Yeah, but Eminem released Kill Shot. Which, which was killed him. The, the Kill Shot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Miley Cyrus, another one, came out with, with a rockier album. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've said, her next project is going to be strictly a Metallica covers album. Right. So that will be interesting. Uh, looking forward to, to it, though. Not, not going to lie. Um, and yeah, Do- Doja Cat, another pop star who went metal. She... Uh, I don't know if you ended up watching that or I not. I did. Yeah. It's good. See, I was I was kind of disappointed because people were like, oh, Doja Cat went metal. And then I watched it she and I was like, really. nah. She just had people in corpse paint. Yes. Like That's some, about some it. imagery and some guitars made it a heavier pop song. Sure. Yeah. But metal. That, it was mainly in imagery, which right. is the, the, the main thing that's appropriated from metal. If, right. if we, if we want to use that word. Um, SJWs don't get mad at us. The main thing that is taken or borrowed from metal is the visual aesthetic. Yeah. Not the attitude, not the sound. Well, I mean... Sometimes. The, the first thing. Poppy is a, a prime example, of course. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'd say the first thing that is taken from metal is the visuals. And yeah. then the next would probably yeah. be the sound and then the attitude. Absolutely. And Post Malone being another one, collaborating with Ozzy a lot last yeah. year and this year. Um, yeah. That's another one. Um, so, yeah. I mean, for better or worse, metal's becoming more mainstream and don't forget about the multitude of underground rappers that have combined rap and metal and screaming yes and all that all that is metal like ghost man suicide boys even little peep to an extent um they all draw from metal right and more more so in recent years it's more visible now Um, yeah which is which is weird but kind of cool so just had to mention that um yeah, what else? Uh, ACDC made a comeback this year. Um, one of the best rock bands ever. Because um, a couple of years ago, they they were thought to be done. But, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, Brian Johnson got over his uh, health issues, got got the original, some of the original members back. Because, I mean, Angus's brother Malcolm died, which was a huge blow, of course. But right. they went ahead and released an album anyway with some of his uh, unfinished work 
Uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Just a, a big band like that still kicking it mm-hmm. like 50 years later. Um, so that's sweet. Um, I think probably the most exciting thing that happened this year was System of a Down coming back as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was fun. Releasing new music for the first time in 15 years—that's mm-hmm. that's dope. And they they did it, of course, uh, for awareness of the uh, g- genocide conflict, possible genocide that's going on in Armenia right yeah. now. Um, well, what were they doing, like in that uh, span of time? Were they did they system? have other? Yeah, did they have side bands? Yeah, they they had side bands. Uh, they were still touring a good amount. Um, Right, 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 right. Just, right, right. They, they said that, um, you know, a band like that that was so big at one time, and they have four big, I wouldn't say big egos, but to, to kind of figure out how to release an album with so many ideas like that, like, oh. an album is a cohesive el- effort, of course, so, like, how's it going to sound? Right. You know, kind of yeah. thing. Um I'd say Darren Malakian, the the guitarist who also does the high pitched vocals, his solo stuff sounds a lot like System. Mm-hmm. So he's he's really good. Um, what's it called? Darren Malakian and Scars on Broadway is the name of the. Band. Okay. They're they're really good. Um, but yeah, they put out two new songs. So hopefully more comes down the road. Even though they said, you know, probably not anytime soon. But I'll yeah I'll take it as it comes. I'm I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, albums of the year. Let's do it. Instead of a top five, we're doing a top ten albums of the year, each of us. So, George, what you got? The first on my list is Reluctant Hero by Killer Be Killed. I also have that. What can I say, man? It was all action. Yeah. It's good stuff. It was sick as fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, super group with uh, Greg Pusciato from Dillinger Escape Plan. Max Cavalera from Sepultura, Soulfly, and others. Troy Sanders from Mastodon, and Ben Collar from Converge. Yep. So I I had known about them a little bit before you recommended that. Okay. Um, but I was like, that's that's way too good of a lineup for me to not listen to that. Okay. So I listened to it and it was easily in my top ten. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sweet. All right, my next one is We Are Chaos by Marilyn Manson, the Antichrist superstar himself. That was uh, that was an honorable mention for me. Honorable mention, yeah. Um, if you're not a Manson fan, this probably didn't make your top ten, but I am, so it's in my top ten. Oh, yeah, this, this is in no particular order for me. Yeah. I never order my list. We're, we're just talking about them. I think ranking is kind of stupid because, you know, when you, when you rank something, it's like, I mean, I, I rank my top five just for, like, convenience sake right. when we do it. But, like, yeah. ranking an artist's albums, like, in your head, I kind of have an idea. But, like, I don't want to actually do it because it's, like, I like Slipknot is a prime example. Because even their worst album is still one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah. Just if I rank it last, it makes it seem like shit. If right. that makes sense. Compared right. to the rest, at least. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's just different. Yeah. So we're not we're not ranking these. Yep. And then uh, three was Carnivore by Body Count. Um, yep, not three, my, um, but just next in line. Yeah, in my top ten as well. Good stuff. What was your favorite album from Reluctant Hero, if you had one? My favorite song from Reluctant Hero? Yeah. I can't name one off the top of my head. All right. Mine was Dream Gone Bad. I mean, okay. our for those listening, our, our uh, playlist this week is going to be just favorite songs of 2020, pretty much. Um, 
and I'm gonna drop some some names in here as we go through these lists. Um, so yeah, uh, Dream Gone Bad was my favorite from Reluctant Hero. Did you have a favorite from We Are Chaos? Probably uh, self-titled. We, we Are, are Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. Perfume uh, was pretty sweet. Yeah. Also. Um, oh yeah, that one's good. And then we're on Carnivore now. Uh, point the finger. Obviously, yeah, that that's my pick too. <laughs> with with Riley Gale. Um, there's a bunch of great features on that album as well, too. Um, mm. Do you know who a guy named Will, I think is how you say it, is Putney? Will Putney? No. He produced it. He okay. is the singer of Fit for an Autopsy. Okay. And he produced it, which Interesting. is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, other good features, though, on there. Um, they, they covered Ace of Spades by Motorhead, which is pretty sweet. Gave a shout-out to Lemmy, who obviously passed away a few years ago. Um, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. He's... He's kind of like the featured artist of the year because he's yeah he's he, bouncing all over the place yeah he's on Carnivore he's on Lamb of God um, but yeah uh, Dave Lombardo was actually on one of the Carnivore songs um, the drummer Slayer mm. uh, which is pretty sweet and then Amy Lee from Evanescence um, put a beautiful touch on that album that was otherwise very filthy you know um, yeah dude i saw evanescence one time in my life nice i don't listen to them um they're pretty cool i saw them in illinois uh, at this like weird like uh little like tent hangout uh festival mm-hmm. it was like a picnicking festival and then at the end of the night they had a pavilion and then a couple bands were... you know who Lindsay sterling is i know the name she's like a violinist that makes dubstep yeah, music yeah, yeah she makes violin dubstep and evanescence opened for her and okay. that's the one time I ever saw them. I heard about that tour, actually. Really? It rings a bell, because, yeah, Lindsay's, she's open for other rock bands before. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, um, cool. Um, yeah, I guess. You want me to go next? I was just going to mention real quick, uh, Bum Rush from Carnivore got nominated for a Grammy, as we mm. mentioned. Uh, did you have a favorite song from Carnivore, by chance? Point the Finger, Point probably. Yeah, of course. Um, they, they called it Carnivore, just a funny story. They called it Carnivore because... They're like, you know, it's it's 2020. Everyone's kind of a pussy now. Uh, fuck vegans is, is what Ice-T <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's that, funny with that stuff. Yeah, dude. he's hilarious. Motherfuck a vegan. <laughs> Step away from my sandwich. Yeah, yeah. That's from his cover of uh, Institutionalized. And right. He's, yeah, he's just and he vegans. said he doesn't actually hate vegans. It's just... Yeah, it's just funny to make fun of. It's like everyone's a vegan now, so let's call it carnivore, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, moving on. Uh, the next one, I, I needed to have more albums to round out my top 10 from 2020, and I, I listened to Underneath by Code Orange. Absolutely. What'd and you it think? was good. I would describe it as very digital. Yes. Kind of, like industrial. They added some industrial elements. Very. Uh, I like the vocals. Yep. Um, it was heavy. It was conceptual. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Uh, kind of like glitchy, I would describe it. Yeah. If you, speaking of glitchy, I don't know if you noticed, like the first half of the album, they do this thing where they, they'll like stop the song. Yeah. And then it'll kick back in. See, I thought something was wrong with my speaker. No, I was like, why I the did. fuck is my speaker like skipping right now? I did too at first. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like it's different. Honestly. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I know, I know we said we don't, we don't rank. But this was easily my favorite album of the year. Mm. So over Lamb of God, Lamb of, Lamb of God is a close second. Okay, um, but this yeah. one is cool because it's, you know, the Lamb of God album was like okay, every song is pretty good. This one is like it felt like a, a whole project. Yeah, each song leads into the next kind it, of thing. Yeah, more thematic, I guess I'd say. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's very industrial, and the reason for that, uh, I don't know if you. Read, in, read into the album at all, but do you know of a guy named Chris Verena? No. He was Nine Inch Nails' drummer 
from 1989 to 1996. Huh. And he was a featured, like, co-producer slash... He did some of the programming noises on the album. Okay. So that's obviously pretty fucking sick. Yeah. And Interesting. Yeah. And it's got that industrial feeling, so he kind of had a part in that. Um, Nine Inch Nails continues to touch every band that comes after it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's still in, uh, relevant. Yep. Uh, my favorite song from underneath was In Fear. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Mine was Last Ones Left, because huh. just chugging. There was no... It, it was tough. It was tough, because... To pick a favorite song, I, I immediately eliminated the ones that kind of glitched, like we just talked about. Okay. Just because it kind of doesn't ruin it, but I like just straight ahead. I don't know how to how to put this. Like, the, the glitching threw me off. Yeah, for sure. It's very innovative and cool. But to pick a favorite song, Last One's Left is just chugging, yeah. is how I would describe that one. Thinners of the Herd. Is that what the thing is? Yeah, that's that's like their slogan. What uh, is it? Thinners of the Herd, okay. T-O-T-H. That okay. was a song from uh, I Am King, their 2014 album. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I know you like Nicole Dollinganger. Da- yeah. She had some guest vocals as well. On Underneath? On Underneath, yeah. Huh, I guess it... Oh, is she the, the female vocalist? No, that... that's, that's Reba, Code Orange's guitarist. Who is oh. a female, yeah. Okay. And they've Code Orange is also another reason I like them. They've got multiple singers. Um, Jamie Morgan, who is the main guy you hear on, the main vocalist. He used to be their drummer, but he stepped into the frontman position now hmm. on this album, which is super weird, obviously, but yeah. also really cool. And they got like a session drummer for their live shows. Oh, cool. He's, he's kind of doing like the Tortilla Man thing from Slipknot where he wears masks so you don't really know who he is kind of thing. The session drummer? Yeah. Okay. At least when I watched the, the live streams. Um, okay. I don't know what they're going to do in the future. Um, so that it could be something special. Like, didn't who was Slipknot's new member? Who was that person? Tortilla Man was... Was it... Uh, I mean, he... He's... Gilbert Gottfried? Was what? it an actor? I don't know why no, I thought that. No, no, no. That, that was like a meme, I think. Okay, is why okay. you think that. Okay. Which is hilarious. But, uh, he, he was in some band. I don't remember the name. He was just hanging out with them, right? Yeah. Like, he, he's been in the music industry for a while. Right. I but just, in terms of contributing to Slipknot, he was just there to hang out. He's their second, per- yeah, second percussionist now that Chris left. Tortilla Man? When they play live, and I think he was on We Are Not Your Kind. Who, who's the person that joined Slipknot for like two months? Is that Gilbert Gottfried or is that a meme? Slipknot for two months. Wasn't that like a thing? Like Slipknot had like a new mystery member? Yeah. He he is in the band now. Okay, okay. I thought that was a joke. So that yeah. was real. They actually had a new member. Yes. And then they revealed his identity. And right. then he be- became a permanent part of the band. Right. Okay, I thought like... It was a joke that he was... No, they were getting yeah. a new member. Yeah. Why do they always need nine? What's up with the number nine? I don't know. Slipknot? It's just their thing, I guess. Trim the fat. <laughs> no, man, it works. No um, more tortillas. But uh, Corey Taylor was obviously featured on Code Orange's last EP, uh, The Hunt. Absolute fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, just this being my favorite album of the year, I just want to talk about all the all the good stuff that happened with yeah, it. Yeah, for um, sure. Greg Pucciato, actually, was another... Jamie Morgan, the, the singer... Uh, considered Greg a huge mentor through the making of the album. Like, he would send him demos. Greg would give him feedback hmm. kind of thing. So, you got Very all cool. these influences going into this album. I just think it's awesome. Very um, cool. As we talked about, they were kind of 
the innovators of, of live streaming. No one does it better than they do. Hmm. Um, so yeah, if if I have an artist of the year, it's Code Orange, Code absolutely. Orange, yeah. And another reason for that, um, they they were on the WWE likes uh, to collaborate with metal artists a lot. Um, Slipknot being one, Motorhead being another. It's for obvious reasons. Uh, it's an aggressive sport. Metal's an aggressive music. Mm. Uh, Code Orange did the theme song for one of their things. Okay. So they're 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 kind of blowing up right now. Yeah. And I mean, they got nominated for a Grammy, uh, all this stuff, and an honorable mention for an album of the year for me was Under the Skin, which is their acoustic live album. Okay. That they put out uh, in September, I think. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, Code Orange is like. I was thinking about this. If Code Orange like was a band in the '80s or '90s, they would be probably huge because like they're doing the MTV Unplugged thing. Yeah, their music videos are worth watching. You know. Yeah, they're just sweet. Yeah, I love Code Orange. So that's my album of the year. Nice. Let's keep going. All right, next one is uh, "Mother" by In This Moment. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, <laughs> no, that's what I said about Pantera. All right. You you think in this moment is better than Pantera. no? It's not, I, right, I didn't right, say right, it at all. Right, right. My favorite song from that was "Fly Like an Eagle." It's about flying like an eagle, man. Wanted to soar. Was it a cover? Uh, I don't think so. Because I, I was just wondering. Cause it might be. I know they've covered Phil Collins before. "Fly Like an Eagle" is a Steve Miller song. Probably I, I a cover. Then I didn't listen to it that much, honestly. Do you know so. how the lyrics go? Wanna fly like an eagle. Yeah, that's a cover. Okay, yeah. But it's a great song. Yeah. So. They made it in this moment. So cool. Um, and they got nominated for a Grammy as well. So Maria Brink. That was the only song I listened to from that album. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I might listen to it again. I mean, not for again. For the first time. I might listen to the full album. I think they have a song called God Is She. Okay. It's like a feminist song or whatever. Pretty right. good. All right. um, next one, Spirituality and Distortion by Igor. Igor. Have you heard of them? I have not. They're, I know Igor is a title of the Creator album. <laughs> yes, but this is Igor with three R's. Oh, then yes. Oh, you have? <laughs> because you said the three hours thing. It, oh. Yeah, it, it made me... Okay. Went like that in my head, you know. Um, Yeah, so they're cool. They're like... uh, Have you listened to them? No. Okay. They're like... It's one guy. Um, okay. And he, he... Like, it's like metal and uh, trip hop. Have you okay. ever listened to trip? Like... I do like some trip hop here and there. And then there's some like... Uh, like, like EDM influences. Not EDM. Like dubstep. Okay. It's not dubstepy though, because I don't really would like you, dubstep. You would that call much. it a metal album, though. It's definitely metal, yeah. Okay. And he also um, has like Baroque classical music influences. Wow. wow. So there's like Gregorian chants and like okay. I don't know classical. Cool. It's just a mishmash. It's like one of those weird subgenres that would only be in metal. Yeah. But it is a metal. Okay. He's a metal artist. Fair enough. Um, I guess my favorite song from it would be. Mm, Didn't mean to put you on the spot like yeah, that no, with the you're favorite good. songs thing. But. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, I'll just say Nervous Waltz. All right. Um, We're going to make a playlist out of all these songs. Yeah. Because for the ones that I, like that album, I don't have on my list. But yeah. I want to listen to it now. So yeah. This I'll, is probably the most unique album on my list. This is probably okay. like my my uh, my Dark Horse okay. album. Okay, fair enough. Um, Moving on. Stare Into Death and Be Still by Ulcerate. Ulcerate, nice. Yeah. I don't, do you listen to them? A little bit, but not this album. So. Okay, they're dope. Okay. Uh, and we'll get into that because that's my pick of the week. So I'll talk okay. more about that when we get there. Lamb of God, self-titled album. Yep, absolutely. Um, what more can we say, man? I mean, 
Yeah, I'm, that's a close number two for my album of the yeah. year. So, it's um, all good stuff. Yeah, it was their longest gap between two albums. Um, hmm. Volume 7, Sturm and Drang, the last one in 15. They did that Legion 20 uh, yeah. covers album. Yeah. First original material in five years. So yeah. it's pretty sweet. Um, again, that it, the, the album delay from early May to late June kind of made it even better in a way. More anticipation. More anticipation uh, made me appreciate it more. Um, and of course, Chris Adler left since Legion 20. Uh, Art Cruz had, had some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Did a very good job. And That's like when Joey Jordson got kicked off and then yeah. Jay Weinberg had to fucking step up. Jay is sick. Though. He's good. He definitely changed their sound in a good way. Yeah. Like it's more melodic. Yeah. Um, Less chaotic. <laughs> yeah. But I like the chaos. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying yeah, it's better or worse. I, I love. I guess Jay. I guess better isn't the right word. He just changed it. Right, and I, I love Jay. So, um, but yeah, Art Cruz. Uh, he he was in Prong and Winds of Plague before mm-hmm. Lamb of God. So, he's, he's got the chops for it. Um, my favorite song from that is Resurrection Man. Interesting choice. It's my my song of the year, like best song to come out this year. Hmm. I forgot to include the lyrics, but. If you if you would be so kind as to pull up the lyrics and read them because they are that fucking good, I told you, Lamb of God is the superior lyricist. Of- it is it is the most metal Lamb of God song based on the lyrics alone. It is Lamb of God has the superior lyrics to Pantera. All right, all right. That don't, don't no no we're not gonna get into it because I'm talking- no, no 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 just just agree with me on that yeah. right they're better right this lyrics wise. this song alone could maybe I was born in a cemetery. I learned to walk on skulls and bones. Read it from there. Was taught to speak by the living dead and yeah. raised beneath a funeral moon. Horror and stories, talking heads. Segregate the living dead, of course. But us us reading it does not do it justice because Randy's Virginian Southern drawl <laughs> gives it that oomph, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> read, read the second stanza, though, because there's something in there about picking your carcass clean. Okay, so it says, this is the third stanza. I'm a shadow on your brightest dreams, a horse for some person, Baron Samity. I, don't I have know. no idea who that is. I don't is. know what that is. Pure voodoo economic hell. I've come to pick your carcass clean. Oh, God, that is so filthy. <laughs> Dude, probably the best opening line. Maybe ever. I was, I was born, born in a cemetery. In a cemetery. It, it, is it sung clean? No. Not, okay, okay. not at all. Okay. I was born. It's good shit. My favorite song was Bloodshot Eyes, which might That's be a, a might be a basic choice, but it was very no, it was melodic. Good. Yeah. Um and I don't I don't know how you interpreted that song, but the way I heard the lyrics, I was like we we've talked about how I would rather smoke and listen to Pantera than Lamb of God. Okay. But Bloodshot Eyes was kind of a, a stoner. I, I wouldn't call it a stoner anthem, but I got stoner vibes. Because hmm. he's he's kind of saying, fuck you. I'm all I need is my bloodshot eyes, something like that. But I also heard it as fuck, uh, because Randy is sober now, of course. Yeah. And he's saying I'm throwing away my bloodshot eyes hmm. because he's sober now. I I saw it in a lot of different ways, so I just I li- I like the lyrics. A lot, yeah. So. Um. Yeah, great album. Yep. To say the least. We'll move on. Yep. Uh, my next one down is Alphaville by Imperial Triumphant. Imperial Triumph. These are the guys I showed you with the gold masks. Right. Uh, they look sick. <laughs> they're from New York. They're, it's like a jazzy, death metal, weird 
uh, sounding album. Okay. Um, it's good. They have a good uh, visual presence. Um, yeah, they have harsh, harsh like death metal like vocals, but they're not death metal. I'd say, mm-hmm. and drawing influence from death metal. Uh, I don't know what my favorite song from that is. Um, next one is Hunter Gatherer by Avatar. Yeah, that was also on mine. Yeah, it was it was pretty kick ass. Um, my favorite song was Colossus. Okay, just a filthy ass riff, you know. <laughs> um, Avatar is cool because they're they're theatrical as hell. They're from, they're from Sweden, so you know they're going to be kind of campy like that. But it's <laughs> sweet. Are Swedish bands campy? Uh, I'd say more so than. I mean, isn't most. uh, what is it? Like Ghost is from Sweden. So okay, I mean, yeah. And uh, Amon Amarth, right? Yeah, among many others. Many, yeah, I, yeah. They they like the theatrics, um, which I, I love. Avatar is one of the better concerts I've seen. They're like I yeah, said, they're from they're from Sweden, so they're, <laughs> they're sick. Cool. I like their singer. Yeah, like his look is really dope, and he dances on stage, and he yeah. has like a, like a cane, and like yeah, I don't know. He's so savage, and he played a tuba on stage when I saw him, which I was like, all right. <laughs> Tuba metal. Yeah, I yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but sometimes when I listen to him, he's he's he reminds me of Marilyn Manson when he. Yeah, I can see that. Not when he screams, obviously, but when he that little. Uh, how do I? It's not like a spoken word, but it's. Oh, like when he like like when he is more rhythmic. When he's talking like. Marilyn Manson. Does he do that? Like, oh, 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 oh. When he like speaks? When he kind of, it's like huh. a whisper singing, I guess. Yeah. Ma- Marilyn Manson is the king of that. That yeah. vocal style. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like no one does it better than him in terms of like just being eerie and like just yeah. makes your skin crawl, dude. But then Yo- Johannes is his name from Avatar. Yeah. He, he can do that. He can like sing beautifully. Like, yeah, he's a good singer. And he can so like, do, the, do the death metal growl. So yeah. he can do it all. He's good. He, he does remind me of Marilyn Manson. Now that you say that, he has the look and yeah. the voice. The, he is kind of, yeah. He's like a raspy, but still uh, like rich and powerful yes. kind of voice like Marilyn Manson He's does. the man. Avatar is one of those future of metal bands, I would say. They're, really? They're, they're flying the flag pretty proud. So. Have you listened to any of their albums? Yeah. My, my favorite song is King's Harvest from the last one, which is Avatar Country. Avatar Country. Did I not listen to that one? It's it's one of my. I think I, I think I got jaded from them because I just listened to too much Avatar. Yeah, I mean they're 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 great though. Have you listened to Avatar by Avatar? The song. Uh, or the album. The album. Uh, probably. Probably. I've I've listened to all of them, but I'd say Avatar Country, the last one's. It was more of a concept album. Mm. So every every song had the word king in it. I think, hmm. or country. That's interesting. So I, I don't know. Something Listen like to this album, Avatar. They're self-titled from two thousand nine. What's I would know the songs on there more so than uh, Queen of Blades, The Great Pretender, Shattered Wings. Okay. Reload. Reload. I know. Reload. Yeah. That's a good song. Out of our minds. It's like a. It's way more melodic than the yeah. other stuff. Yeah, that is true. Um, the Black Waltz is good by the them. The Black Waltz, yeah. That's a great one. Good stuff, man. Conceptual. And then obviously Hail the Apocalypse, right? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like that one? Absolute classic. Damn, yeah. I, might, I might get back into Avatar. Not that I ever wasn't, but... Yeah, they're dope. Um, yeah, it rounds out my list. What do you got? That was your that was your top ten right there? That was my top ten, yeah. All right. Um, we can just go through what you didn't have. Right. Um, that, or that didn't overlap. I guess I'll do it in order of how it was released. Um, okay. One, one that I have that you don't is Ordinary Man by Ozzy Osbourne. Yep. His, his comeback album, of course. Uh, it's his first original material. 
first to any material, I think, since uh, his last solo album was uh, Scream in 2010. Mm. The last Black Sabbath album was 13 in 2013. Um, he's obviously done some collaborations with Post Malone since yeah, then. Yeah. Post Malone's featured on this album, as is Elton John, the man, huh. uh, on, on the title track, Ordinary Man. Cool song. Uh, my favorite song, though, is Straight to Hell. Opens the album, totally kick-ass. It features Slash and Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Mm. Um, and, you know, this this album, everyone kind of thought it was going to be his last one because, you know, he's he's getting up there. Um, took him 10 years to make another one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great, though. And he's already said he's planning on making a follow-up. So <laughs> he's, not, he's going nowhere. Yeah, as long as... Dude, he... He's gonna die on stage. Like, that's that is his. The stage is his deathbed. His heart's gonna stop. Dude, he, he he's not sober, is he? Either. No, he's sober. Okay. But, but the the drugs and alcohol obviously have taken their toll. And he can't talk. Right, as as we talked about with Trent, he can sing better than he, than he can speak, which is just <laughs> nuts. Yeah. And people, even I, even I've done this. Like when I saw him live for the first time, I was like. He he's reading off of like a cue card. Oh, like it's it's pretty obvious. They're like in those like rafters at the front of the stage by his mic. By the fr- uh, on the on the ground on the floor. I mean, they're like screens. Like the front row can't see it. No one can see it, but he can. But he, the reason is he's dyslexic, which I later. Where found is it at. located? Right in front of him. Like, how would the crowd not see it if it's right in front of him? Because it's like something like comes up from the stage. Okay. And blocks the view. From so it the looks audience. like a speaker or something. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's dyslexic and he's obviously pretty fucked up from all the drugs and whatnot. So, dude, he he's out there. I saw him, what two years ago now? One of the best shows I've ever seen. He's just he's the man. <laughs> yeah. And as Trent said, it's going to be a sad day when he does die. But we we pray that that's a long time away because he is the godfather of heavy metal as we know it. And what else can I say? He's, he's the fucking man. So Ozzy's got to be in my list, of course. Um, what the Dead Men Say by Trivium. That is just a great... I mean, nothing like special about it. It's just a kick-ass metal album. Mm. Um, best best song on there is Amongst the Shadows and the Stones. Hmm. Again, there's not a bad song on the album, though. Um, yeah, just kicks ass. Nice. Um, Trivium, of course, was supposed to open for Lamb of God and Megadeth. Yeah. So I've seen them live Trivium? one time. Trivium. Trivium, yeah. At download? Yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You, um, you think otherwise? No, no, no. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just zoning out. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I like their show. I don't really listen to them that, them that much, like I've mentioned, but right. they're cool. Yeah, they kind of like made their chops a download like in 2005. Like oh. they were this brand new band and like Power Trip. They had a Power Trip kind of performance like 15 years ago with download trivium mm. did and that's that's why the crowd obviously loved them then because they're kind of legends in those parts download um, is the spot to be apparently yeah they're they're from orlando florida oh uh, cool which is like the um the breeding ground for death metal back yeah in the day so yeah it's pretty sweet trivium's awesome uh what else i got on here ohms by deftones uh just Every song, this was probably the hardest for me to pick my favorite song because everyone was that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, nothing like crazy, like over the top metal, but just a solid, 
kind of like a dream pop and Chino likes to shoegaze like they're one of those kind of bands <laughs> um, Terry Date who as we talked about before was the guy who produced all of Pantera's classic albums mm-hmm. among many others he produced this one um, their first album to use nine string guitars wow yeah so it's got a, a bit of an oomph to it hmm. um, and the album cover is really cool it's got like an 80s vibe um, Chi Cheng, who was their bass player, who died in like the late 2000s, uh, it was rumored that the, the album cover was like in tribute to him because it's just a pair of eyes. Okay. That like match up with a photo of him or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they did this pretty cool thing that uh, Deftones did. They It was called Adopt a Dot, which there's like 13,000 dots on the, on the cover of the album. And they allowed fans to purchase a dot and the money from those proceeds would go to charity, which was oh, cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ohms by Deftones. If I did have to pick a favorite song on there, it would have to be Radiant City, just based on the riff alone. Sick mm. as fuck. Um, next one I got on here, CMFT by Co- Corey Taylor, his first solo album. Uh, as you know, he said Stone Sour would be going on an indefinite hiatus. Mm. So he's probably just going to be focusing on his solo stuff and Slipknot now. Right. But his his backing band for this solo album was mostly Stone Sour people. Oh, interesting. A, a couple Stone Sour guys. Um, that had some, some features from Tech 9 and Kid Bookie, who's like a, a newer rapper, I guess. So is it, uh, is it a new metal album? No, it's weird, man. It's got influences from everything. There's like country songs, there's jazz songs. So it's not heavy. It there are some heavy songs for sure. It's I would call it hard rock more than I would metal. That's I would put it. He seems the, really interested in hard rock recently. Yeah, I mean he did just put out um, "We're Not Your Kind." But. Right. Yeah, but it's it's a good album. Like mm. as I told you, I liked it a lot better than I thought it would upon first listen. So yeah, just, yeah. just had to throw it on there because we love Corey, obviously. And then uh, my. My favorite uh, reissue of the year, because I had to throw one on there, because uh, there were a lot of good ones this year, actually. Um, but the one I picked for obvious reasons was Reinventing the Steel by Pantera. Uh, With the, the special, the, a couple of special, what were they, demos? Yeah, um, it was a three CD set, uh, remastered version, uh, the, the Terry Date mix, uh, who produced all their albums except for that one. Uh, had some rarities, like you mentioned, um, new new cover cover art. Oh yeah, yeah. With so, the, yeah, the like like metal sheets with yeah. the rivets on them or whatever the whatever the hell. Yeah, I like the original cover. I do too. It's pretty cool. They're they're both. Who's, oh, here's a here's a piece of trivia. Yeah. Who's the person on the cover of the reinventing the steel album? Cover? It was just one of their buddies, wasn't it? Like one of their crew members. Who is it? I don't know. Well, you failed trivia. <laughs> was it the singer of? A band? No idea. Oh, you don't even know. No. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> no, I. I think it's. Literally I should have thrown that at you when we did that episode. Yeah. I, I'm bad at coming up with trivia. In case you guys haven't noticed. Hey, that's all right. But yeah, uh, Pantera. Uh, Reissue. Uh, yeah, best best one. A lot heavier than the original, in my opinion. The Terry Date mix, at least. Yeah. Because he's the man. Um, yeah, their last album is forever immortalized, and as you know, my favorite. Song off of that is Yesterday Don't Mean Shit. Great song. Yep. I listened and to that song like three days straight. Yeah. When that came out. 
kicks my ass every time. <laughs> and if I didn't say, I forgot to say my favorite song from CMFT, uh, you might appreciate this. Uh, it's called Culture Head. And it's kind of, the lyrics are based, not based on, but similar to Jesus Christ Pose by Soundgarden. Oh, where they, in the Jesus Christ Pose. Yeah, like the lyrical content is okay. like, what's the lyric in Jesus Christ Pose where, where he says, uh, arms arms out wide like it's the coming of the Lord? I don't I don't know off the top Bo- of my head. Both songs just kind of shit on people who think they're so self-righteous because they worship a certain religion right so in Soundgarden's case Christianity right and in Corey's it was uh, just not one in particular just saying fuck all you motherfuckers he literally says fuck you a lot on that song so pretty <laughs> cool uh, yeah um, those are our top 10 just other honorable mentions that are worth mentioning not going to go into them just to name them um, I Disagree by Poppy Quadra by Sepultura Become the Hunter by Suicide Silence, F8 by Five Finger Death Punch. I, not not a huge fan of them, but I have to admit it was a, a really good album. Okay. Um, all these albums are good. I'm just honorable mentions, of course. Uh, Titans of Creation by Testament. Yep. Verminous by The Black Dahlia Murder from Detroit, Michigan. Got to give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Project Regeneration by Static X. I put We Are Chaos as an honorable mention on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, when the cold truth has worn its miserable welcome out by N Minor, uh, Phil Anselmo's side project. Yep. And then uh, Weight of the False Self by Hatebreed. Nice. Yeah. All um, great mentions. Yeah. Uh, and sorry if we're not mentioning all the countless others that were released this year, but obviously there was a lot. So. Yeah. Um. All right, pick of the week, I guess. Yeah, pick of the week is uh, we're doing. Our favorite album of the year. Yeah. Um, you can go first. Yeah, like I said, Underneath by Code Orange. Talked about it enough. Uh, if you want something to kick your ass, that's the way to go. It's. I've already said all the reasons it's the best. Um, find out for yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Very glitchy. Yep. Throw it on and play Cyberpunk 2077. There you go. For all you gamers. My yeah. favorite was Stare Into Death and Be Still by Illustrate. Really? Um, yeah. What, so. what subgenre would you consider them? I'd say that they're uh, extreme metal, but they're like avant-garde. Okay. That's like a label that people throw at them. Right, right. They're like progressive, but they're 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 like they sound like a death metal band. Okay. But they have like weird guitars, like um, kind of. They're like not melodic. They're like they're like Meshuggah in the sense that they're kind of like jarring sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I would say like extreme progressive metal is was like what I would call them. All right, they're good though. Uh, it's this is like the kind of the kind of music that will rip off the head of all like the heads of all the other subgenres and and eat it. Okay, um, is how I would describe this uh, their sound. Uh, and yeah, it's good. Sweet. Yeah, like I said, Resurrection Man by Lamb of God, Song of the Year, in my opinion. I, th- I thought it was favorite song from favorite album of the year. It could be. Whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's fine. Like like I said, Last One's Left is my favorite from Underneath by Code Orange. Absolutely heavy as fuck. But Resurrection Man is the song of the year because we've, you know, it's 
it's the most metal Lamb of God song, I would say, just based on the lyrics alone. <laughs> like, when, when he said Funeral Moon, I was like, all right. <laughs> like, that's that's some black metal shit right there. Yeah, yeah, that's then, great. You know, I was born in a cemetery. I've come to pick your carcass clean. Like, fucking come on, man. You cannot beat that. <laughs> that's good shit. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, the self-titled song from um, Stare Into Death and Be Still. Mm-hmm. So that, that song off that album. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to check that out for sure. Yeah. It'll be on the playlist as well. Link in the description. Um, yeah, trivia now? Trivia, let's do it. Okay. You said I threw you a fucking softball last time. Oh, so this one's going to be hard as shit. Yeah, it is. So, All right. We Are Chaos, which was dropped by Marilyn Manson in 2020. Oh, yeah. Uh... Got a lot of positive reviews, uh-huh. and it got and it became their first number one album in which country? Why the fuck would I know that? I don't know. You asked me some <laughs> shit about fucking Bring no. Me the Horizon and no, no, no. Cradle of Filth. I don't know shit about them, Be- dude. Because you like black metal and you recommended Bring Me the Horizon. Okay, song, well, so I was like, We Are Chaos is on your honorable mentions. So which oh one is it, God. bitch? Uh, Finland. No. Um, Canada. No. United States. No. I don't know. Fuck you. What? No. Their first one to go number one in the United States is probably like... I, I think it was... I'm just guessing at this point. I think it was... Sweden. Superstar. Sweden? No. He Norway. has way more number ones in there. Norway. Think about a country where he hasn't gotten a number one at all. This is the this is the first time that any Marilyn Manson album has gotten number one. Ever? In this country. Oh. So not Hollywood, not Mechanical Animals. This is the one that finally got them to number one. Uh. Egypt... Portugal. Okay, I would have never guessed that. And it was their first number one record in Australia since Mechanical Animals. Okay. Okay. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, All that's right. how I felt last time. So. Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> um, so, Lamb of God, self-titled album. It's got a song called Memento Mori. Yeah. What does Memento Mori Remember mean? death, and it is a Latin phrase. For what? Remember death. But what does it mean? It means remember death. It means that uh, it's basically a saying that Romans used to say, and they're like, um, after they would like Romans would like win battles, people would go through the streets and like ring bells and say memento mori because they wanted to remind everyone of their mortality. Like, oh, you guys are like remember, like yeah, we won, but we're all gonna die one day. So it's basically just saying live life to the fullest. All right, that was, that was a pretty good answer. Yeah, what, it was. was one it? George one, Brendan zero. This week, I gave you a softball. I guess. Did you? Did Did you? Like, I just know. Okay, you just know. I guess you did kind of give me a softy. Um. All right, asshole. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, that song, of course, it's in the name. And it, the lyrics fit it. That they, they dropped that song kind of right after COVID was really starting to be realized as a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. And the music video is like a horror movie. And it's very fitting because yeah. the, the kids watching the, the television screens and it says like virus, virus this, virus that. Yeah. And the opening line to that song is a depression fed by overload, which is referring to like the media overload that we're living in nowadays. Mm. Um. So yeah, remember death. It's it's inevitable kind of thing. Yeah, and they're just 
These are deadly times we are living in. But that's a good. That's a good segue into my into my minute. All right, go for it. So my one hot minute is, um, I just wrote down, we shall prevail. We will get through this. Mine is similar. So. Is it? Okay, good. Yeah. Th- this has been the most shit year of my life. And collectively, like in the world, this has probably been the most shit year of everyone's lives. Yeah. Like just overall. Especially for our generation because. Let, let's do a joint one hot minute right here. Let's just, feed off, each, just okay. feed off each other because you're saying, I can already tell you're saying a lot okay. of the same things I was going to say. This is basically the most shit year ever, right? People are fucking yeah. dying. Uh, we're locked yep. up in our homes. We're, we're going crazy. Uh, we're not seeing each other. Not seeing concerts. <laughs> we're not seeing concerts. And all, all that we're seeing really is media. Everyone's, yeah. I mean, I'm addicted to my phone now. I'm not. Thank God. What are you doing? I'm listening to music and I mean, I'm watching media on yeah. television. So I guess yeah. that we're consuming more media and everyone knows that consuming too much media isn't great. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I guess that, that's just how I, I wanted to set up my, my, my minute because yeah, we're, we're, we're fucked right now, but we, we're going to get through this and, yeah. and I just feel like there's no reason to be scared and, and I, I, I honestly have that over. I guess my my point is that the spirit of metal is is perseverance. Yes, it is. And death said it best: the sound of perseverance. There you go. It's the sound of perseverance. Like the the whole ethos of metal is, fuck you. I'm gonna do what I want, and that and it's 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 just pure motivation to me. It's like it'll get you through whatever you need it to get you through. And, and I, I've been listening to more metal this year than probably ever because I've had a lot more free time, obviously. So, you know, metal is there for us, yeah. as you're saying. And even if the pandemic spreads and the world collapses and there's an apocalypse and everything burns because of global warming <laughs> and we all die, it'll be fine. Because what's more metal than that? Yeah, the apocalypse. That is that is the most metal thing so that it, could probably happen. So it'll all be fine. Yeah. And, 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 and even if the world burns... Metal will be playing in the background while it does. Yeah. So it's it's fine, guys. Yeah, we're we're doing we're doing all right. I mean, we're not like this year absolutely sucks, as you said, but it's gonna feel so good to go to that first concert. Yeah. And be surrounded by all these metalheads that went through the same thing as as you did. You know, like mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna come out of this stronger. You know, yep. like evil never dies, <laughs> and and metal is the most evil genre of music. So, but also the most positive. You know, like, it's positively evil. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to put it, Brendan. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I guess that's, that'll wrap up our end of the year, year review episode of the pod. Um, Yeah, uh, you guys will be listening to this on Christmas. Yeah, Um, or or shortly thereafter. It'll be Christmas, because Christmas falls on a Friday. We've been following our schedule on Fridays. We don't give a fuck about Jesus' birthday. We're going to release the pod when we scheduled it. Spoken like a true Satanist. Yep, there you go. Some um, people celebrate Christmas, George. That is... Like I do. You that's you, you. have to say happy holidays nowadays because you can't push religion on people. It's not Merry Christmas. You can't say that at work. If you say that again, right. yeah. it's happy holidays. It's uh, okay to say Merry Christmas, though. No, not anymore. Because uh, it's pushing religion. It's, it's making a holiday uh, I get, non-secular. I get, I get where you're coming from, but... If someone says Merry Christmas to me, I'm not going to, like, 
you I think you you dropped the term SJW earlier. Yeah. I'm not going to be upset if you say no. Merry Christmas. You're a former Christian though. So you're used to that. I you know, guess. imagine like a Muslim person if you said Merry Christmas to them, they'd probably punch you in the face cuz Merry Christmas to them means like heresy. <laughs> I, yeah, but it's still like positive vibes that they're sending by saying Merry Christmas, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's the point of saying Happy Holidays. Right. You're sending a positive, right. you just don't have to say it. I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I don't care either. I say Merry Christmas. I'm just saying, I'm just being an asshole, basically. All right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, happy Holidays. Uh, stay safe. Stay warm. This has been a weird winter, too. I think that's a part of it. There's no snow on the ground. Good. Fuck the snow. Yeah, no, fuck the snow, but it's... It's, it's, it's going to hit us hard. It makes me kind of nervous. In January, probably. Unless global warming has melted everything yeah maybe um <laughs> anyways uh thank you to everyone out there for listening to us uh in our in our first couple months doing this this pod yeah. uh we're gonna keep it going uh come new year's um in the meantime keep listening to the hours of power on impact 89 fm from 10 p.m to 2 a.m every thursday night uh we are george and i are going to be doing a takeover of that sometime in the new year when yeah. when all this covid shit dies down a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah hopefully next year is better for metal than this one i mean still had a bunch of great releases this year so not not complain about those but mm. a concert would be nice you know one or two maybe yeah. a house show i'd do a house show i will take anything at this point. <laughs> co-op co-op show you been to a co-op i don't know what that is okay well Next time we come back, hopefully Brendan will have been to a co-op show. (laughs) We'll be back in January, folks. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever. Happy New Year. Yeah. Metal! That was the last metal of 2020. Yes, sir. Rest in peace, 2020. You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Metal Pod!